the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. It's also Kevin Charles along with Ted Gioka today on a rainy Saturday morning in Houston, Texas. And uh, Ted is actually on the road today in another rainy area. I understand he's already encountered that this morning in Thompson, Georgia. And uh, he's going to bring us the Max Out Savings Show from Georgia this morning. From the, I guess, talking to us from a luxurious hotel room. I'm sure. Yeah, well, at the Hampton Inn, it's actually not bad. <laughs> well, we are a live local program brought to you every uh, Saturday morning, ten o'clock here in Houston, Texas. We are talking about an asset class today that I grew up around, Ted. I just never really considered this something that I should invest in. And that that would be pine trees. I just I it's blowing my mind. You're there in the heart of pine country, and we have a special guest that we're going to talk to today. Uh, his name is Jim Allfriend, and he is a forester, and uh, he is going to be talking about all sorts of things as far as what you can actually do with timber in your in your package, your portfolio. Correct? Yeah, that, that's right, Kevin. Well, look what what uh, Jim is uh, Jim is. Uh, president of uh, James Allfriend uh, Consulting Foresters, and he, he, he's been in the forestry business for over 40 years, That's and uh, we've worked with him probably for about that long. And uh, do we have Jim on the line? I believe he is not on the line yet. We, we're going to have okay. to reestablish that connection. He he was there, and then he went away. I think that weather's getting to both of us this morning. Okay. Yeah, we'll get him on in a minute. But, it, it, I mean, it should be this, – this is something a lot of people really don't look at. Uh, I think you really captured it, Kevin, is – what that timber is an asset class, and a lot of, of of smart institutions are starting to get into this area now. So I'm excited about that. We're going to be talking some about the markets. We're going to be talking about saving, and uh, some interesting things happening around the world. Uh, they captured a, uh, a a person that they think is manipulating the market. I think there's a backstory which we're going to be discussing on that today, uh, and uh, which is pretty interesting as well. And uh, so uh, I really want to get to all this stuff in, right. uh, but I, I really this this asset class is something that a lot of people just don't pay attention to. Ted, do we have Jim yet? Yes, he has just joined us on the line. So Jim, welcome. Yes, good morning. Morning, Jim. Ted, good morning. Well, okay. Now Jim is Jim is actually one of the top experts in the forestry business, and and he he's up in North Georgia, up by Augusta in Thompson. And 
Jim, what what is uh, what is uh, lumber and what is uh, what what is land investment? What what what's the deal there? What's going on? Land and trees are one of the natural resources that we're blessed to have, and here in the state of Georgia, we've got 23 million acres of timberland, and timberland is owned privately by individual landowners and by institutions who are investing in it for pension funds and it is a performing asset okay like stocks or bonds like stocks and bonds but very unique in that trees are a crop growing on the land and it is a renewable natural resource. In fact, it's the only renewable natural resource we have, and trees are part of our society. The papers we use to to read magazines, the containers that are produced for all the consumables we have, and for structural lumber that builds houses that we live in. And we are fortunate to have a good market system here in Georgia and across the southeast for the trees that we grow. Yeah. Now, Jim, you were explaining to me that the southeast Louisiana actually is one of the top tree-growing areas in the whole world, and actually it stretches. Where does it stretch from? Well, we, we, we call it the, uh, the wood basket of the country, from Virginia all the way down the eastern seaboard, the Gulf, out to east Texas. Uh, is is good timber-growing land. It's some of the best in the world, isn't it? Well, I'm biased. I live here, and I use it, I grow it, I own it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else, Ted, other than right here in the state of Georgia because we uh, we have the Port of Savannah, which exports a tremendous amount of natural resources we produce from our trees. Okay, so now now let me ask, how, how do how do how do you make money with with trees? Okay, say I have a piece of of, of 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 how does it normally work for timber? Landowners have have their basic resource of the dirt or the land that the trees grow on, and you either plant the trees or they're already there. Now, timber a timber investment is fairly capital intensive. And I'm saying probably in the neighborhood of uh, 150 to $200,000 to get in. And you've got to understand, Ted, that it is long-term and that it takes roughly 30 years here in the South for a tree to grow to its financial maturity. But okay. along the way, if we start at, say, age 1, at age 15 you will have a intermediate cash flow from a thinning of $250 per acre. Then, seven to eight years later, you'll have another intermediate thinning around $400 per acre. And then at the harvest age, the trees will be worth an estimated $3,000 per acre. So over this 30-year period you're going to show an annual value accrual of around $120 per acre per year. Ted, but I'm it, gonna, But oh. it's long-term. 
I want to jump in and just remind folks that they're listening to the Max Out Saving Show and, and what we're talking about today, timber as an asset class, something that a lot of people might not consider as they're trying to figure out what they want to do with their, their investments. So you guys continue on. I just want to make sure in case somebody had just joined us, they understand what, we, what exactly we're talking about. Okay, so, so we can get, we're making about $120 an acre on the timber, correct? That's right. Okay, now, uh, but also we're getting land appreciation too. Now, how does that work? I'm sorry, say that again. We're, we're getting land appreciation too. Well, let, let's look at a typical 15-year investment period. And, and this is an example that we have that ran from 1982 to 1997. Now, those were some historically poor financial years as well as good financial years. And when you, when you invest in land and timber, Ted, you've got three components that contribute to your return. You've got, number one, biological growth of the trees. Our trees grow every year, regardless of the economic conditions. That's one of the unique things about trees. Second thing is the value of the trees or the product that we sell has a historical value appreciation. And then the third driver of this return is the land itself. There is no more land. We get more and more people in this country every every day, and so land is land is being put to, put to uh, maximum use. So you've got three three drivers in the return. You've got the growth of the trees, you've got the value of the trees that go up, and then you've got the land value that appreciates. But over that 15-year period from 1982 to 97. It shows a 14.3% compounded annual return, driven by the three components. But this is the this is the interesting thing, Ted. Of that 14.3%, 61% of it came from the annual growth of the trees, which is pretty much guaranteed. Wow. Yeah. So it's a it's a unique investment class, but it. It is it is profitable if it is managed properly. Well, if you you know, I want to touch on that. That by the way, that fourteen percent return is a phenomenal return over the very long term, and and it's also you have inflation protection with the trees, and, and so that, what you do, Jim, is is you help people find the properties, you help them manage the properties, and and I remember that after we. Uh, did the timber cutting, you will actually come in and plant. And don't you pick out, you work with the university to pick out the best trees? Could you kind of explain some of that? Yes. I'm, I have a natural resource forestry consulting business. I offer my professional services to the owners of land and timber. When you're sick, you go see a doctor. When you need legal help, you go see a lawyer. When you have land and timber, you come to uh, professionals like myself, and we offer our services. Uh, we, we, we help manage the trees that are there, or we can have trees replanted. And then with, with the uh, professional experience and knowledge that we have, 
we help the landowners maximize the return of their land and timber investment. And, and that's our position in the business. Okay. And so, for, for instance, we're over in Texas. Our family's in Texas, and you manage the family's assets here for us. And so you can, that, which is it's nice. And so we, 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 we know we're maximizing the returns over the long term, and so we're getting the appreciation plus the, the timber as well. That's correct. And, and we're, we're, we're there to help you do that by making recommendations to you that we feel are appropriate. And, and the, the genetic improvement of trees, the uh, mills that we use, are, it's, a dynamic, it's a dynamic environment. And we do our best to stay abreast of it and make recommendations to our landowner clients. Yeah, and for our, some of our listeners don't understand, when you'll see a truck going down the street with logs on the back, the big pine logs in the back, that those are the logs they basically have harvested and they're taking them over to the mill. Is that the way it works, Jim? That's right. The uh, When the trees are cut, they are loaded on trucks that go to various mills, depending on the size of the trees and, and what can be manufactured out of it. And... Uh, that's that's where the landowner cashes out when he sells his trees. And if anybody in the Houston area wants to kind of get a, a glimpse of what this really looks like, just drive up 59 up into East Texas around uh, Corrigan, Dyball, Lufkin. Those areas are just full of timberland. The pine trees are coming and going up and down roadways all the time up in there. Yeah. Well, that, that, here, here Jim, in Georgia... Uh, Trees looking around, the forest uh, industry represent a $29 billion annual business in our state, and it's comparable in others as well. What, what is, just ballpark, what, are some, what does it cost for timber per acre? Well, if, if you were going to, if, if someone said, I'd like to get into the land and timber investment business, I would I would say they would need roughly 150 to 200 thousand dollars, with a minimum size tract of around 50 acres. You would then have a good timberland opportunity for uh, for yield and investment. Okay, so you need a minimum. So nowadays these four, these timber people are getting they they want little big they want bigger tracks than they used to, right? That's right. Uh, Small tracks have become somewhat uh, economically obsolete. The overhead involved in harvesting trees has increased, so you've got to have roughly 50 acres. Okay, and then what you do is you either plant the timber or you, you manage it, and then you'll sit there and go, well, maybe we should do a harvesting over here, or I'd like to plant this section here. That's correct. Whatever the, whatever the uh, condition of the patient is so to speak recommendations are made and uh, one other thing to, 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 to be aware of the proceeds from land and timber are a capital gain and treated oh, as yeah, such yeah. So right. if you spend $150,000 you, you, you can tax manage that timber, as well by moving that it into other properties with gain. So it's, a, it's a very efficient tax way to manage your money correct? That's right. 
Sounds like we're opening up a whole new subject that we may want to explore a little further. We're about ready for a break here, guys. Jim Allfriend, he's a forester in Thompson, Georgia. And, of course, you're listening to uh, Ted Gioka with the Max Out Savings Show from Max Out Savings Advisors in the Galleria area. If you haven't signed up for the free newsletter, you can do that. Just a few keystrokes on your computer and you are done. Just simply go to maxoutsavings.com and we'll be right back. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's solid advice from Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors, and he shares it with you every Saturday when the Max Out Savings Show airs at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Ted's method calculates risk as well as return to actively manage your investments in today's changing markets. Max Out Savings Advisors uses a finely tuned value analysis strategy designed to manage and mitigate risk to prepare and escort you through retirement. Listen to the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka Saturdays at 10 a.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Set sail with Newt Gingrich. Get aboard the elegant six-star Crystal Symphony for a spectacular seven-day cruise from New York to Montreal. And while you're on board, we'll offer stimulating seminars on politics with special guest Newt Gingrich. And we'll top it off with valuable insights on money and investing from Mark Skousen and Chris Versace. It's the Politics and Your Portfolio Cruise, featuring historic ports of call, the royal treatment from one of a kind. Crystal Cruises, and up-close and personal experiences with our world-class panel of political and portfolio experts. Everything's included. Fine wines and adult beverages, onboard dining and elegant specialty restaurants, even your gratuities. We set sail September 13th through the 20th, and we're looking forward to seeing you. Don't wait for your chance to set sail aboard the Crystal Symphony from New York to Montreal with Newt Gingrich and our panel of investment experts. Log on to politicsandyourportfolio.com. That's politicsandyourportfolio.com. Once again, politicsandyourportfolio.com. AM 1070, the answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Once again, welcome in on a rainy Saturday morning here in Houston, Texas. The Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka, is uh, coming to us remotely today. He is out in Georgia and... uh, He's had his own experiences with the rain today. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later, too. But I want to remind you the motto and philosophy of the show, save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, according to the Max Out Savings Program. And, uh, Ted, you're talking today about something, like I said earlier, this is something I grew up around, actually climbing up and down in trees. Never thought of it once as being an investment opportunity. Well, and that's what they are. Do we, we have Jim on still, don't we? Yes, Jim is still here. Yes, okay. I'm still here. Oh, excellent, Jim. By the way, Jim, uh, you know, this rain, we, we, I had forgotten the lesson of the uh, red dirt roads in rain, but they get awful slick, and by the grace of God, I was able to get out of the ditch and make it here. <laughs> or down in Norwood, looking at this, this stuff down there today. Well, but it, the, it's a wet morning here in Georgia as well. Yeah, the... Uh, uh, so we were talking, uh, uh, 
and by the way, if, if, if anyone has any questions or comments about this, they give us a call at 713-339-1070. Jim, you were saying a 14.3% return. What were those dates again? That was between 1982 and 1997. And that's typical even today in this, uh, well, we're still somewhat in a down economy as far as the land and timber business. So uh, it would be north of 10% even in today's environment. That's a pretty good return. Well, it's excellent. And uh, yeah. one, one of the unique things about trees is even though it's a crop, you don't have to pick it every year like you do a peach or a watermelon. All it does is get bigger and grow and wait for the market to come back to you. So the bigger the tree gets, you're making more money because there's more volume of, of on the tree. And then also, the bigger it gets, it becomes more valuable as well just because it's, 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 it's better timber wood. Is that right? That's right. The, the value in a timber rotation is when you can cut dimensional lumber out of the tree. And those are our 30-year-old trees. That's house lumber for for, for us <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the what? Uh, okay. So, so we plant the trees. We do a cutting. Uh, to thin, you have to thin the trees out, right? To, to uh, and that does that let them grow better? Or yeah, we we plant about six hundred trees per acre, and they are small and uh, developing. And as they grow, their limbs and the pine needles begin to touch each other, and we call that uh, closing of the canopy. And understand that a pine tree is, is not tolerant to shade. It needs to have direct sunlight for the photosynthesis and the growth. So the, as the trees grow bigger, uh, they're like, like us human beings. Some are tall, straight, and strong, and some are not as such. And we like to remove those inferior trees and leave the dominants to grow into that salt timber tree at age 30. So thinning is a, is a very essential part of timber management. Okay, so then, and then you grow. And then, once it's salt timber, how many trees per acre are usually there? Well, at the final harvest, you're going to have roughly 100 to 125 trees per acre. Wow. Out of the 600. But understand, these are general-type trees. They're big, tall, and pretty, and impressive. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay, uh, well, good enough, Jim. Uh, how, if, if, if someone wants to uh, get a hold of you on this, what's a good number they can reach you at? Well, uh, we have a web page. We're on... Uh, on, uh, on the web, and this number here is 706-595-2210. That's my okay. office here in Thompson. 706-595-2210. And, and what's that web page? Uh, All Friend Foresters. Okay, and that's like All Friend, but instead of two L's, you just have one L. One L. Yeah. Or allfriendforesters.com. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, this is to me, uh, this is an exciting asset class because in a world where we're not sure what's going to happen with monetary policy, we got a very high stock market. Uh, we have inflation we know is going to come down the way. This is a, a pretty good way, way is timber. And, and, and timber, to kind of recapitalize some on this, uh, the timber is, is, an, is, a, is, a, is a good asset class. In the southeastern United States, from really Virginia all the way down to Texas, is one of the top uh, timber-growing areas in the entire world because we get tons of rain here. We're not in California. We get a lot of rain. We've got a temperate climate, and we get plenty of sunshine. And so we're able to grow these trees and make a lot of money. Is that, is that right, Jim? Well, we, uh, we are able to grow them quite well. But understand that we're part of the capitalistic society in that Absolutely. supply-demand drives the price of what we grow and produce. Yeah. Now, like that's corn or any other commodity. I, 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 I want to interrupt you, Lucha, but this isn't like soybeans or something where if the soybean crop it, prices are low, we're stuck with – we can just if, – if, if timber prices are low, we just wait till the next year when they go up again. Yeah, that's, that the way that's it works? one of the unique things about trees. As I said earlier, you don't have to pick them every year. You can just wait for the market to come back to you. Okay, good. And, okay. And, and let me get this in, too. Oh, yes. As a landowner and timber grower, we're also very sensitive to the contributions our timber crop makes to the environment in that trees sequester carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and stores it. So we're, we're very environmentally sensitive, and the trees we grow improves the environment that we live in. Yeah, and, uh, and let me expand that. And, and what I've noticed on, like, what I've seen you do is, like, if, if it's a lowland area, you will you will either keep you won't cut that, and you'll let that for like a wildlife corridor, or you'll sometimes plant other types of trees there, so so the wildlife has different areas uh, to move around. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, land has multiple uses, and wildlife habitat is one of them. And uh, all creatures have to have a place to live, and our forests afford that to them. And we yeah. impro- we improve that through forest management. If I could ask one quick question, and as we're talking once again uh, about trees and investments and and reforestation and so on and so forth with with timberland, what what part I guess it is does the uh, like the pine beetles and things like that? What the diseases that can get? How can that affect the investment that you might make into this land? Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, we are vulnerable to the natural disasters: pine beetles, fire tornadoes, hurricanes, but that's just one of the risks that uh, are inherent. But pine beetles are probably the greatest risk we have. However, if we keep our forests thinned, if we keep them vigorous and healthy, they have a better chance of fending off a pine beetle attack. Now, Texas just went through a, and may still be in a severe drought. That, yeah, that stresses was... that stresses a tree and makes them vulnerable to insects. That was my next question. 
Jim Alfriend is a forester from Thompson, Georgia. He's joining us today on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, If you would like to call in and ask a question uh, here in just a little bit, maybe 713-339-1070 is the number. And uh, you guys have been talking about pine trees in particular. Are there any other kinds of trees that that grow particularly well maybe in this area that people should look in? That's a good question, too. Uh, Yes, uh, our hardwood forests are a big part of the timber industry. And hardwood forests grow on moist bottomland, and we have a good bit of that here in Georgia and other states, and there are markets for hardwood trees. And at the same time, the hardwood trees provide good uh, wildlife food for deer, turkey, and other creatures that are in the woods. Acorns and hickory nuts and uh, persimmons, they're all there. Yeah, and, and, and those, the... The hardwood, the market for that is also pretty good, isn't it? Hardwood markets are at an all-time high right now. And that has a lot to do with the export of grade hardwood to offshore points that make furniture that is then shipped back to our country for resale. Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's beyond me how that can happen, but uh, that's part of this international economy that we're part of. Yeah, that's fascinating. Huh. Okay, well, Jim, I appreciate the time today. Well, it, Ed, good, good to talk to you, and Kevin, you as well, and uh, I, I will compliment Ted and his family on being good stewards of the land they own here in Georgia, and I'm fortunate to have that association with that family. Well, so you've thank, done a great you job very with much. us over the years. Thanks, Jim. Good. Goodbye. That, that was Jim, uh, Jim Alfred. Uh, and if you go to his website, it's Alfred, Alfred, A-L, and then friendforesters.com. And you can also reach Jim at 706-595-2210. Very fascinating topic this morning here on the uh, Max Out Saving Show. And, Ted, we got about five minutes before we need to take a break. You, you mentioned that the earnings for the first quarter – are coming out. We're going to take a look at that sometime this morning, too, I assume. Yeah, you know, I wanted to, t- to touch base on that. The earnings aren't really coming in. We were originally looking for over 10% growth rate this year, and so far the earnings are really coming in well under expectations. That was back in November, actually September probably of last year. In the most recent numbers, it looks like they're coming in at a negative 2.8%. And, and and what we're really seeing there is is the uh, is two things: oil prices, the drop in energy, is hurting is hurting the oil business. And, and, and there's a lot of manufacturing, a lot of plant and equipment that goes that, that's involved in that. And the other other uh, and so that's right. And the other thing is the strong dollar is hurting a lot of companies. And, and, and so uh, companies like GE, companies like. General Mills, those type of, of companies are, are really uh, they're, they're having a tough time for their sales overseas because the euro has gone down about 10%, which simply means versus the dollar, which means if you're selling in Europe, you're getting 10 when you convert back into dollars, you're getting 10% less money unless you raise the price 10%. And most of these people can't raise the price. So, so this is something that we want to continue to watch. Now, my favorite thing in the earnings calls is. 
the, the companies have now resorted to, to coming back and reporting earnings in constant dollar terms, and, and, and which, is, which is kind of ridiculous where they're saying, well, if the dollar would have been up the way it was, then we'd be making this much money. Well, if that's the case, they should be reporting in what if the, what if the euro would have appreciated and we instead we would have made 20%. And, and I mean, look, it, it, you sort of it, – it's important to report the numbers as they are. And, and all these games and the financial press goes along with it because they're so desperate to report good news out there. But it, it, the, the dollar is severely hurting the earnings. And we have a stock market that's all, at all-time highs. And this is something that, that, that we want to continue to watch uh, – you're seeing just a, a lot of really big investors starting to pull away from this market. They're really concerned about it. The, the earnings aren't coming in. The dollar's going up. And oil prices, at the lower oil prices, is really hurting tremendous parts of the economy. And, and so it's, it's interesting to listen to these people to discuss this and see. And we write about some of this uh, in our Max Out Savings report. How can they get that report, by the way, Kevin? Well, all you do is go to maxoutsavings.com. It's a very simple thing. I did it just a few weeks ago myself. Get on the website. You sign up for the free newsletter, letter, and it comes right to you in your mailbox. And I want to remind you, it's it's local, and it stay your, your email address stays within their system. It doesn't get sold off to somebody else, and you get spammed with a whole bunch of things. This comes directly to you. The... Uh yeah, and so you, just, you can go to the website and sign up for it. And so that's what I mean. That's what we're really sitting here watching is is the earnings. And I, and I think you want to just be a, a little bit a little bit cautious in these markets overall. Uh, tech earnings, Apple's earnings were really good, but once you take away uh, Apple's earnings out of the tech sector, they were even worse than the S and P five hundred. And so this is sort of what we're really kind of coming into in this market. And it's something I think we really want to look at uh, to understand what's going on and where things are going in the world today. And to me, I just I don't see what other people are seeing with the record market. I see a lot of danger in this market, and I think that you want to sit there and and uh, and be cautious because everybody is basically betting on on the Federal Reserve is going to sit there and keep this the the stock market, not the economy, but the the, the the stock market going up and, and and if you look at it if you look at the at the earnings growth if you look at the dollar and if you look at the other thing there's a tremendous possibility that you're going to see a very very swift decline when it happens and and that that's what our work is saying because we think there's going to be a lot of we're doing a lot of work on liquidity and I think it could be some problems. All right. Coming up in our next segment, uh, I believe we've got some information on the latest, uh, I guess Mark Cuban called it a scapegoat, being pointed out in the uh, manipulation of the markets. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more on the Max Out Savings Show. Your questions, too, if you'd like to call in, 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. 
This is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. We've seen a lot of volatility in the financial markets recently. Do you have a plan in place to protect your retirement? Max Out Savings can lead you through these troubling times so you can enjoy your retirement. Retirement should be a time to follow your dreams, not to worry about your investments. Let Max Out Savings be your retirement partner. Set up an appointment with us at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Or call us at 713-627-0400. That's 713 You might call me a tree hugger because I just love the trees in my front yard. Two beautiful pecan trees. What a wonderful canopy they project over my house, cutting my energy bills and making my property much more beautiful. But thanks to my friends at Champions Tree Preservation, I never take those trees for granted. I always call Champions Tree Preservation to have my beautiful trees pruned and fertilized. And right now, there's an even bigger reason to call Champions. We've had so much rain, trees are growing like crazy, and all that moisture makes them susceptible to mold and fungus. That needs to be checked. It can ruin a tree. And you know, spring is the best time to trim your trees, so heavy thunderstorm winds blow right through them rather than causing them to drop big limbs on your home or loved ones. Call the certified arborists at Champions Tree Preservation. They can handle any tree job, large or small, scientifically delicate, or just a simple trim. Real experts and their workers are covered by Workman's Comp so you don't get sued. J.P. Pritchard here to vouch for Champions, because I'm a satisfied customer. ChampionsTree.com, or call them now, 281-890-TREE. That's 281-890-TREE. A rabbi, a priest, and a pastor on a radio show. No, it's not a joke. It's a show of faith. Heard every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Listen each week as Rabbi Stuart Federo, Reverend David Capes, and Father Mario Arroyo violate the laws of social graces intentionally, discussing both politics and religion. Call in and join the discussion. A show of faith. Good-hearted interfaith communication Sundays at 7 p.m. on AM 1070. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. I'm Kevin Charles on a rainy Saturday morning here in Houston. want to remind you the Max Out Saving Show comes around each Saturday morning at 10 a.m. from 10 to 11. Ted Gioka is off in, uh, in Georgia this morning we've been talking about trees as an asset class this is something i'd never actually considered uh we've also talked about the the possibilities of uh the earnings for the quarter uh they're, they're looking for all ways ted to to make this look as good as possible for themselves even though things are not going quite as well as they'd expected right well yeah i, I mean i think that's really kind of what, what what we're seeing out there is is earnings just aren't coming in as as expected and uh, growth isn't coming in as expected. The PMI dropped recently. Uh, we're just not seeing the recovery that, that we thought we were. And, and, and this is really causing us some real problems out there. But the market is, is at high levels. And, and, and so they, everyone is ba- basically banking that the Federal Reserve is going to bail them out at all costs. And, 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 and if, you, if you listen to the biggest financial investors, the biggest financial investors in the world, the most successful financial investors in the world, they're all backing away from this market. They're all reducing risk, and they're all – and so that's – I mean, I, what we think is, is, is we think that's, that's what, what you should be looking at in, in this world. And, and, and I think a lot of it is really being hidden by the fact that, that what, what you're seeing is, is the Federal Reserve has been buying – they bought so many bonds – and, and the European Central Bank is buying bonds. We have negative rates in Europe that it's kind of disguising some of the problems because they're painting a false picture, an artificial picture, a manipulated picture, depending on who you talk to. But that's what they're all saying. And that's what the real concerns are 
in, in the world today. In a world where where we have uh, Germany, Switzerland, I think Austria, the Netherlands, Denmark, all having negative interest rates out a couple of years, this is becoming a big problem. And we write about this in the Max Out Fig. We've never seen negative interest rates that I know of in the history of the world. And all of a sudden, what's going on? What's changed over 500 years when we have good, good economic data? What has changed over 500 years? Why is this, is this time so, so different? And, that you, and, and, and you should have caution. You should say, wait a minute. What in 500 years suddenly changed? And this is something that we're watching closely. And this is something I, I think that when this market starts going, I think there's going to be liquidity problems. So we'll watch that closely. We, you also mentioned earlier today before we went on air that uh, we'd talk a little bit about Mark Cuban, and it has nothing to do with the fact that the Rockets are up over the Mavericks in the playoffs or anything like that. He, he's actually come out uh, pretty vocal in in something in the news regarding trading, correct? Yes. You know, uh, what, what, what we saw happen is is the uh, – is the uh, let me see here? Uh, there's, there's somewhat okay. Uh, what we're talking about is uh, is Nav Sorrow, Nav Singh Sin Sin Sorrow, and and he's a trader in uh, he's a trader in uh, London, and he was trading the S and P market, and and he was he was indicted the other day by the United States for manipulating the stock market and causing the, the stock market crash. And, and and so Mark Cuban's comment, and evidently this guy literally trades out of his parents' house, from what it sounded like. And it, he was trading big numbers in the S and P futures back and forth. And and so the comment that that Mark Cuban made, Cuban made, is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, and in, in the uh, he's on a number of these shows. Uh, he I think he made a billion dollars in the in the tech sector. The point he made is that some guy sitting around in his underwear in London can manipulate the market. We've got much, much more severe problems about the stock market than, than, than people generally understand. And, and I, I think that I think that, that's a good point. And, uh, and as near as I can see, what they're claiming is he was spoofing the market, which means he was putting big orders in and then canceling them and putting them back in. And he caused the flash crash uh, back a couple of years ago where the market plunged real quickly. And, and, if you if you read what it says, it looks like what he was doing was he was he was he was in there manipulating the market to try to get the, the these high speed traders to do something, and 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 the high frequency traders. And here's my problem with this: it, it, a couple things, and this is what you need to understand. Here is, look again. If Mark Cuban's point is what, if this guy sitting around some little bitty trader somewhere can crash the United States stock market, we have a very severe problem in a major concern in the United States of America. Because this guy's a little guy, he wasn't that big. And we got the Russians, we got the Chinese, we got the Iranians, we just as soon take us out. And if, if this guy can do it, then those people can do it as well. But more importantly, what's been happening is these big trading firms, such as uh, Citadel, Vitru, and Renaissance Technology, are using computer systems to manipulate the stock market through high-speed trading and another thing. So when we come in and buy stocks for our clients at Max Out Savings Advisors, or if it's Vanguard uh, Mutual Fund, you know we block buy stocks for our clients. So we'll go buy fifty thousand shares of something at a time. When we're in there trying to buy, these people at, at Citadel and Virtue and these other high frequency traders are coming in and trying to pick off and make us pay more money for our stock. 
Now, it's only a couple cents, but we are upset about this. Vanguard's upset about this. All of these big firms are all the big mutual fund companies are all upset about this because what's happening is is we're getting hit and we're having to pay a toll from these people. Well, this guy figured a way to get the high-speed traders, and they're mad at him. The other thing is the government's not going to take on Citadel. The, the government's not going to take on these big, massive hedge funds. and said they beat up on some little bitty guy in London uh, out there. In the, in, in the, the final reason this happened right now is the, the Fed is worried that this market's going to go down, and they don't want these big hedge funds coming in and crashing the market in doing sell orders, and they want them to be scared and not. So if the market starts going down three or 400 points, they don't pile on and push the market down. And so what it was, it was a warning shot. So they went and arrested this guy over in London. I, look, I don't think this guy did anything wrong. I think these big hedge funds are all doing exactly the same thing. I think they're manipulating the market, and I think it's time that the government reins these people in. We had a market that funk, per, that functioned perfectly fine since the 1930s with no problem. And recently we've let these high-speed traders in there, and, and it's causing people to pay more, and the stock market is subject to manip manipulation. And this is not the first time. Uh, a, Russian, uh, a, a Russian analyst uh, took some code from Goldman Sachs, and when the government arrested him, the Goldman Sachs said that the, that the, that the computer code could, to quote Goldman Sachs, could be used to manipulate the stock market. And we have a problem in this country on our investment markets. Our clients have their retirement in, in those markets. People all over the world have money in their 401k plans, and it is unacceptable to have this type of stuff going on. And it's so complicated that most people can't figure it out. And I think we need, I think we need to rein this stuff in and, 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 and get these high-speed traders out of the market that are buying and selling and, and, and what's known as spoofing the market where you dump a bunch of orders in and you make them vanish real quickly before anyone comes in. But we have people paying, they're literally building fiber optic networks and optic uh, light networks to sit there and go through and, uh, and, and so they can get their traders ahead of our clients at Max Out Savings Advisors. And so anyway, wow. that's a concern. Yeah, it is. This is the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking with Ted Gioka, and uh, we invite you to give us a call if you have a question, 713-339-1070. Also want to remind you and encourage you, if you don't get a chance to call in today, maybe you have some questions and would like to uh, schedule a portfolio review, you can call Ted's office uh, anytime during the week at the Max Out Savings Advisors in the Galleria area. You can uh, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, get all the information on how to contact the office, and also while you're there, there, sign up for the free newsletter. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and so, um, what? Uh, so anyway, but this. And by the way, what we we're just talking about after that kind of long-winded, uh, you know, deviation. But real is is that uh, they arrested a trader in London for uh, causing the flash crash a couple years back, where the market plunged six hundred points within a matter of seconds. And, and, and what we've been saying is. Is uh, look, I went through the crash in 1987. We actually did very well because we we understood what portfolio insurance was. Uh, my mentor at the time explained. He said what he explained that this was a potential problem, and it, it and what the reason I think that that Cerro uh, uh, is now Cerro was 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 indicted is because I think they're trying to frighten these head, these big hedge funds from when the market starts going down. 
everybody's selling into it and driving it down. So they're not going to pile on because they're not going to want the government coming after them. And, and again, the problem I have with the whole system is we've developed a financial system that is becoming unstable. And the only thing keeping it up, as near as I can see, is the Federal Reserve trying to prop it up with, with the talk the economy is getting better. And, and we just flat out aren't seeing the recovery but we've been saying this since the beginning of the year in our max out savings report. You're not going to see the recovery this year like everybody thinks. And, 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 and CNBC and the media all try to present that everything is good and, you know, things are going well. Obama's doing great. The economy's recovering. It's not. It, 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 this economy is has, it's, it's barely coming along. We have 92 million people out of work since the recession. And part of the problem is, and Phil Graham did a brilliant uh, op-ed on this in the Wall Street Journal earlier this week is he pointed out that, look, this is one of the worst recoveries we've seen since the 1930s, and maybe it's not because of the financial crisis, but it's because Barack Obama is putting in tremendous amount of regulations. The taxes have gone up on individuals about 24 percent, on capital gains about 65 percent, and regulation is cropping up. They, the government has taken over the medical uh, field through Obamacare. They're, they're rushing in trying to get into the oil and gas business and limit fracking and everything else, the one job engine. And, and they also have, have interfered with numerous other sectors of the economy, uh, including the financial sector through, through uh, uh, Grant, uh, uh, Frank, uh, the Frank bill. And so what's happening is this is causing a, a, a very subpar recovery. Now, do we have any questions, Kevin? Um, no phone calls coming in right now, but I will remind everyone that 713-339-1070, we've got about three or four more minutes left before. Uh, I want to recap some of the things that we were talking about. If you had never considered timber as an asset class, we talked about that a little bit earlier. want to refresh our minds on that just for a moment, Ted? Yeah, we, we had uh, Jim Alfred of, of uh, Alfred Consulting Foresters over here in Thompson, Georgia, going over uh, the, the asset class of lumber in land. And, and this is a lot of big institutions and smart money moving into this sector. And he, he actually did from, I think, 1982 to 1997, uh, he, it was about a 14% return on, on that. It's a little less now, but you still, over the long, this is more of a long-term asset. You're talking typically 20 25 years, maybe 30 years in some cases, depending on how you set the timber up. But it's, it's, a, it's a good asset class, and it's, a, it's something that you don't hear a lot about, and I really wanted to, to, to make sure it was covered. Uh, you know, I, I saw a study that over 30% of the, of the Americans have less than $1,000 in savings, which is just shocking to me. And, and for all the time we've talked about the importance of saving money, it, it's really surprising how how you, almost a third, of, basically a third of the economy of, of the people in the country have less than a thousand dollars. It's and, and and you know that was really disappointing. After all the work we've done uh, talking about that and everyone else, that people still aren't saving money. And a question that I guess comes to mind is: it that they're not able to save because they don't have it to put away, or are they just not thinking? I think they're just not. I just think they're not saving money. I, right. You know, I, I, things are tight out there. Look, this recovery, as we were just talking about, is the worst recovery since the Great Depression. That's it, bar none, period. The mm-hmm. worst recovery since the Great Depression. And and people aren't get they're, they're starting to get wages. They haven't gotten wages, uh, wage increases, and inflation's gone up. 
And, and one of the problems we had is the government has what's known as hedonically adjusted the inflation numbers, which means, for example, uh, when I go buy a new computer, my computer is faster and more powerful and has more to it. So even though I'm paying every time I buy the computer, it seems like I pay 700 say $800 for the computer, every time... Uh, I pay $800. It's a more powerful system. So the government says, well, your computer's getting better, so the price of computing is going down. And they're doing that with a lot of things. Well, what that did is that helped us out a lot because a lot of of of, of income in different things, uh, of, of programs are set for, uh, to adjust for inflation. As an example, Social Security, uh, the uh, your Social Security, and also your uh, – you're a lot of union contracts and government contracts. So that helped keep inflation down and, and, and help, help allowed us to keep Social Security going up longer. But the problem is, is now we're getting very low inflation with no job growth and no wage growth, and that's becoming a problem, and it's reducing people's asset, uh, their standard of living. And this yeah. is what a real concern of mine is. All right. Ted, we're running out of time today. I want to remind everybody to get the free newsletter. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up online. You can also set an appointment to come and visit with Ted and his office at Max Out Savings Advisors in the Galleria. And uh, once again, we'll be back next Saturday morning at 10 o'clock right here on 1070 Oh, Kevin, by the way, go to the website. We've got two seminars coming up in May. Uh, we're going to be talking about savings, investments, and retirement. They're free. If, if, you, if you want some help, go to the website. You can also sign up for an meeting. With them. But, but we forgot to mention the seminars. And I want to thank uh, Jim Allfriend of Allfriend Forestry Consulting uh, talking about timber. Fascinating uh, asset class. So, All right. Thanks, Ted. Have a safe trip. Okay. Take care. Bye, Kevin. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.